Hey, I'm Lauren McMullen, and I can't even tell you how excited I am that you're joining me today. All you need to join in on this journey is the willingness to open your mind to new perspectives. This podcast is a place for learning through the experience of listening to other stories, for bringing us together, for being empowered, for acceptance of yourself and others. For the business-minded, the spiritual, the fun-loving, the silly. In other words, you. Come along with me on this path of self-awareness and love. There is no better time than now. So welcome to Soul Radiant Radio. Hello and welcome back once again to Soul Radiant Radio. I am your host, Lauren McMullen, Intuitive Fulfillment Coach. And today I'm here with a brand new friend that I'm so excited to introduce to you. Her name is Lindsay Cholak and she is a success in mindset coach for women entrepreneurs. As far as I can tell so far, as looking at her feeds and watching her social media posts, she likes to keep it really real, and I absolutely love that about her. So I am so excited to introduce her to you. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you reached out to me, and now we're besties, just Yay. like that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take much. No. No. <laughs> just breaking through that uncomfortable barrier of like, hey, I've been watching you, like being a stalker over here. Can we be friends now? Um, totally. <laughs> no big deal, right? No, not um, at all. <laughs> so I told a tiny smidget about you, but I would love it if you could tell the listeners a little bit more about you, kind of introduce yourself, who you are, and what you're doing. Okay, sounds good. Well, um, as you mentioned, my name is Lindsay Cholak, and I'm a success and mindset coach for women entrepreneurs, <laughs> repeating exactly what you said. Um, and I love working through um, women's limiting beliefs and rearranging them so that they're actually their strengths. Yes. You know, because there's a lot of, um, you know, personal development ideas around um, the polar opposites of like, just focus on your strengths. No, 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 no. You've got to push through your weaknesses and all that fun stuff. And I want to kind of meld them together because you are a whole person, whether you, <laughs> whether you feel like it or not. Um, <laughs> you, you are a whole person and, and in terms of like falling in love with all the not so good things, cause those things to some degree are never going to go away. So why constantly fight them and have them delay time from you experiencing your success that you envision, you know, why waste that time? Why not fall in love with it? And when fear and anxiety and frustration and resentment and guilt and shame and all those things come up for you, then you can actually be like, oh, this is what this means for me. Yes. And that's cool. I embrace my fear because I know I'm on the right path. Oh, shame. I'm having shame around this. Oh, this is so fascinating. And then being able to break it down for them individually in a way that empowers them. So yeah. that's, that's, that's like, that's, I love doing that uh -huh. so much. They, you know, some of my clients don't like it, but that's why they choose me. <laughs> right. <laughs> they need you to trigger them so that they'll grow. They need you to be their catalyst. So I love all of that and all of the work that you're doing with that because limiting beliefs, and I always like to call them like unwritten rules. That's what I like to call them best is a huge deal for me. And it's something that I work with my clients through as well. And just so much of my own story in my own life is 
recognizing, realizing like, oh my gosh, that's a limit I've been putting myself. I've been living by this dumb, unwritten rule. Like, who is this true for? It's not even true for anyone else. How, how did it come to be? So finding where it came from, um, realizing that I even have it in the first place. Like, why am I, why do I keep making it hard on myself? Um, I'm like, my number one affirmation is it gets to be easy. I have to tell myself that, I don't know, every other day, at least as I'm like doing something and I'm like, that was so easy. Why did I make up a rule that it had to be hard? That doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, limiting beliefs are like a huge thing. It's totally my jam. They can be very uncomfortable, but I just love the feeling of being like, oh, that's why I'm acting like that. Duh. Like, and then laughing at myself because every time I recognize them, I'm like, so silly. Why did I think that? That's so dumb. Like, exactly. it's, just, it's like that feeling of being like, oh, I'm like the smartest person alive now that I just busted through that. Uh, that self-realization. <laughs> oh, it feels so good. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, absolutely love what you're doing. And I wanted to kind of ask you like how you got into coaching and with the limiting beliefs, like, is there one like small thing that happened in your life that you were like, no, this is what I've got to do. Like what, what caused you to take this path? Well, my friend, <laughs> um, so I'm going to make this long story as, as short and point form as possible. Um, my mom died of pancreatic cancer when I was 16. Mm. And it was, it was a very weird age because I didn't get to fight with my mom. And I think that's really important, you yeah. know, and establishing a relationship from, from disagreement and, and boundaries and all that fun stuff. And I never got to do that. And so after she passed away um, and I finished high school, I'm like, I hate Canada. I'm moving to California. And it was just like, I'm going to do it. I don't know how. It's probably illegal, but it's, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> so I, I packed a suitcase and I drove down to Los Angeles um, two weeks before 9-11. Oh and I figured out that the only way that I could stay there was to go to school. So I went to Santa Monica College. No idea what I was doing. But I was like, I have to go find who I am. Yeah. I don't know who I am. I, you know, I know that I meant to do big things in my life. I just, I have to go search for them. What, and you know, obviously as, as my old wise soul realized, um, that it was always within, yeah. <laughs> I traveled all over the place and it was always inside. And, yeah. um, I experienced a buttload of depression and I gained 45 pounds in college and amazing things still happened. You know, lo lots of synchronicities still happened. And I ended up auditioning for a theater school in New York. And I went there for, two I don't know how to act or sing. <laughs> Let's just put that out. I do not know how I got in. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I have no idea. But what, for whatever reason, I had to go there. And then I, um, um, I would cry myself to sleep at night saying, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Who am I? And that was like when I was like 2021, 20, because it's like, I, I just, I just knew that there was something within me that, that I had to do that was so much bigger. And I kept thinking too big instead of trying to just like take stepping stones. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, when you're a teenager, it's like, go bigger, go home. Right. Yeah. And, um, so, and I found that path through experiencing 
all that weight gain and all that depression and having no serotonin and all those fun things mm -hmm. and heavily educating myself in nutrition and obsessing over it and getting an eating disorder and all those oh fun God. things that come along with extremes. Yes. And um, I discovered yoga and mm -hmm. I discovered hot yoga. And after my first class, it was like, I went home and I giggled to myself for a half an hour. I don't know what happened. I felt like I was crazy, but I had such a boost of serotonin that I hadn't experienced in such a long time. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to do this like every second day. Cause if I do it every day, I'm going to die because yeah. it's so intense. Yes. And, <laughs> and then I ended up making it a part of my life. Mm -hmm. And so when I went, I, I went back to Los Angeles and did the yoga teacher training that they had there. And, um, when I was introducing myself to my 300 classmates, um, the gentleman who led the, the training, he said, he interrupted me when I was saying where I was from and stuff. And he just started on talking about a story. And I'm like, okay, sure. Here's the mic, my friend. <laughs> it was just really odd. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it was very, it was very um, shocking what he mm -hmm. said. He said, Julia Proust, she was a famous entertainer in the 70s and she had pancreatic cancer and I was like uh what it was yeah I, Whoa. I didn't I didn't tell anybody about that at all yeah. like, you write like a little entrance essay of who you are and why you like yoga and all that jazz didn't put any of that in there and he said she was supposed to live seven weeks and I made her live 27 years and she died of old old age and it was like you know, the heavens opened up, the choir sang, and I was like, I know why I'm here. I'm here to bring this style of yoga to as many people as possible because it is so transformative. It is so healing. So I traveled um, all over the world teaching yoga. It was amazing. And then I was inspired to play with the idea of opening a studio and um, things aligned like crazy because I said, I don't know how to run a business. I, I know how to teach yoga pretty good, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, universe, if I'm meant to open a yoga studio, it's going to be handed to me on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. Girl, in two weeks, I got a message from a friend of mine in high school who said, um, I see you teach hot yoga. That's amazing. I broke my back in two places and it's the only way I can put my socks on in the morning. Are you thinking of moving back to Calgary? Cause you should open a studio here. And I was like, that's weird. And I was like, oh, that's kind of that's odd because I was, I was kind of playing with the idea. And he's like, well, do you need a business partner? And I was like, okay, this is like universe, like strike lightning strikes to my brain, just like too much. Yeah. And I was, and I was very resistant because it was like, I asked for it and I got it yeah. <laughs> on a silver platter. So after I got over my damn self, um, we opened a yoga studio together and then we ended up falling in love and having children. Um, and, um, <laughs> and he is like, and I manifested him too. He's exactly what I had written down. Um, and it's so funny cause we went to high school together and we stopped talking for 10 years. Totally messed up. Oh anyway, God. I experienced so much joy out of running that yoga, yoga and wellness center, massive space, 6,000 square feet, two huge yoga rooms, fit 70 people. I'm like, I want as many people in here as possible. I want to heal everybody. I yeah. want to do it. And, um, 
you know, having to be like baptism by fire, mm -hmm. um, running a staff of 30 people, doing all the payroll, doing all the counting, <coughs> um, mentoring all, all the, all the teachers, taking all the classes, teaching all, all these classes, <coughs> eventually running a teacher training, developing new styles of workout and like all these things. It was amazing. And it was so unbelievably traumatic at the yeah. same time, because, um, I love like, like you, I love being pushed outside of my comfort zone with all my heart. Um, but there was a lot of, um, challenges that came up with our landlords that prevented me from trusting our four walls and, um, made it really, really hard because they would slap these crazy bills on us all the time. Sorry. Yep. <clears throat> Tickle in my throat. I'm so excited. I need to drink some water. <laughs> Hydrate yourself. Very important. <laughs> Always. And um, it was really, really devastating. And so having to pull like $60,000 out of my butt in five days where they're going to shut us down, like a lot of, a lot of scary tactics. Yeah. And um, I would, I remember like nursing my newborn <clears throat> and thinking like, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta, we gotta break even this month and that's $45,000 and we have $3,000 in the bank. How am I going to do it? I've got two weeks. And <laughs> uh, yeah, like I think uh. back to that stress cause I had to do it for months and months and months and months because these, the landlords would just keep doing these crazy things. And we were in a lawsuit with them and it wasn't even about the yoga anymore. Yeah. It was, it was just trying to stay above water about like my head above water and breathe. And that didn't ever happen. And my husband would, he literally broke down three times in a ball on the floor crying. Oh. Cause it's like, I don't know how we do this. I don't, he's like, I can't, I can't. And I'm like, we have to, because it's for everybody. It's for the people here. It's for the people who expect us to show up. And so um, the landlords ended up selling um, the building, which we found out later, it was just a sub company from, from them. Mm -hmm. And they, they said, oh, well, we, we want a lower rent because a lot of businesses are, are leaving and shutting down because rent, uh, you know, um, it's, it was just a really bad time. Yeah. And we want to, we want to reevaluate, you know, your, your rent each month. And we were like, Oh my God, that's amazing. And um, so we sent them all our sales reports for the past two years. And then two days before Christmas, they said um, a few years back, yeah, they raised our rent 50%. Oh my gosh. Merry and Christmas. <laughs> bunch of lawyers and they're like you you just have to you have to walk away yeah and it was so crazy and so intense and um I didn't think I was actually gonna make it yeah to be honest yeah and I mean thank god for the children and thank god for like being strong for you know my husband who's like falling apart because you know he's supposed to be a strong one but I think it's, it's always the women who end up being stronger and holding up the world anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then I had, to, I had to figure out a way to tell my staff and a lot of staff got angry and left. And yeah. um, 
And, it, and, it's, and it's hard when you have your own business because what you don't realize is your employees aren't your friends. Yeah. And I know that's a really like raw thing to say. And you, and, and for me, it was like, I love my employees. I love my staff so much. But when it came down to the wire and we were closing, they were gone. Yeah. And that was so devastating. Yeah. And I mean, some of them reached out for a little bit, but I was, I was so depressed. Yeah. And I was, and I, and I know, like, I know, like, I know I can rewire my brain. I know I, I, I knew that. And I knew that I had to go through being depressed. I knew I had to do that. And, um, after the studio closed, I was just so unbelievably depressed and I knew that I had to keep physical and I knew I had to keep, you know, exercising and trying to maintain some, some sort of accountability. So when I transitioned out of the studio, I had a few clients for, for health and wellness coaching Mm -hmm. and thank God I did that. I really didn't want to, I wanted to cut everything off and totally like hermit myself. Mm. And I'm so glad that I didn't do that. And I made it harder for myself. Like for example, um, we had 5 a.m. workouts. So I would show up on Zoom and we would do a workout at like 5, 5.30 a.m. <laughs> nice. And I, would, I wasn't feeling obviously my best, but I felt better, a hell of a lot better than what I could have. Yeah. And so, um, and then I started coaching women with um, emotional eating. Cause that's something that I mastered, like mastered, not easily, but at least I could take my seven years of suffering and whittle yeah. it down. <laughs> yes. So people didn't have to experience that. And I, what I discovered was, um, I love women in business so much because I know all the things not to do. Yeah. Yes. Not to do. <laughs> I know all the, all the ways that you, that you abuse yourself and don't take care of yourself and why you do those things and how you get so in your head and it's not even a real place to be. Yeah. And so then about a year and a half ago, I was like, I got to do success and mindset coaching. Cause this is something that I work on relentlessly. Yeah. Um, all the time. There's always a YouTube video of something going on in the background. I'm always educating myself. Like I, I read like a crazy person and, um, I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know, I'd rather, I mean, if someone's as big of a nerd as me, that's fantastic, but I like, um, sharing what I'm learning. Yeah. And like you, I, I love how you told me before that when you were younger, you pretended you had a radio show. And yeah. I love that so much because when I was little, my sister sent me, um, she, she found these old videotapes. Uh-huh. I would sit in front of a camera and I would um, just talk about life. <laughs> yeah. See, it all works out. We know what we're meant to do from a very young age. Like our soul is coming through like, this is what you are meant to do. This is what lights you up. This is what makes you happy. And then how lucky are we? How aligned are we to be able to do it now as an adult and make that inner child feel so seen and so loved and so appreciated in this way? It's like amazing. (laughs) I know. I know. So amazing too. I know. I, 
I felt I wanted to be like Oprah and I would have commercial breaks and I would oh. do the commercials. <laughs> like me and my sending it to the weather, sending it to the traffic and my, <laughs> my little four-year-old radio shows. Um, <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. I'm like, even as I got a little bit older, cause I think I was probably you know, 10 or something when I was gifted my first karaoke machine. Cause I love to sing. That's another thing. And I was like, I would use that karaoke machine. And this is back. We had like cassette tapes and you can actually hit the two buttons to record even like on a regular, like cassette player or whatever. And I would use the microphone. Like I would actually record songs then like that were on the radio. Like, okay, yeah. now we're going to do these songs. I had no idea what songs were coming on because they were on the real radio. <laughs> but it's like, then I'd come back and be like, great, blah, 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 blah. And this is how this song makes me feel in my real life. And like <laughs> all this stuff from like in middle school age, like late elementary through like middle school, I was doing that. I'm like, I don't know. Apparently there's something here for me. There's something I'm supposed to do with this. And what a beautiful way to be able to share all of this information meeting with different coaches and different women and men who are so inspiring in their own right and who have these beautiful stories, there's something to learn from everyone. And I love being able to share it with the world in this way. And it's free for people. You know what I mean? Like it's people who are willing to like, just have a conversation and like, let me pick their brain and get to know them. And I'm like, so thankful for, you know, kind of getting myself to this point and for the universe, like aligning things to make it happen. Totally. I really, really, um, loved your story. Like coming through this whole thing, the yoga studio, you just moving on your own. Um, no idea why I'm moving, but I'm just going to go do life. Cause this is what I feel I need to do. You know, that's totally in me. Um, maybe think about it later, just kind of follow the intuition to go. Um, I love all of that that you said. And I wanted to ask you specifically because you're doing this success, success, success and mindset coaching. How do you define success? Because I feel like for everyone, it's a very different thing. Mm -hmm. Success is very different probably to me than it is. Well, it might be similar actually, because we have similar things going on, but what does success look like? What do you explain to your clients or how do you show them like how to be successful? What questions do you ask them kind of to get to the point of like, what does success mean? Well, <clears throat> I think a lot of noobs, in, in when I'm coaching, they equate success with monetary success, mm -hmm. right? You know, they look at successful people and they think, you know, like Tony Robbins and all these people who have like, or like, you know, Richard Branson, they have 40,000 businesses and have their private jets and all yeah. that fun stuff. And I really truly believe, and, and for a while I thought that as well. Yeah. And, but now it's a place for me and I encourage my clients to tap into this idea is that it's being able to consistently connect to happiness and joy every single day. That is success. Yes. If, if you are, if you are doing something that you are just so bloody excited to do every day, whether it's like you know, hanging out with your kids or your husband, whether you love being a stay at home mom, whether you love having your side hustle or, you know, I, I know a lot of people are poo pooing on that term, but whatever you got to do you, but if you're happy in all that you do being you, that is, that is success. It's success. Absolutely. You know, I, I really believe so because I think we put things way too far out of our reach 
and to to be successful well oh my god well i can't do what a b c d all these people that i see they're doing all these things well remember they started at square one as well yeah. um but i think there's such a gap for this idea of what success is and i try to whittle it down and make it much more simple it's like today i i accomplished all i wanted to accomplish and i was joyful doing it that is success totally yeah. 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 Like some days success to me is like the kids survived. I took a shower and actually got ready. Like <laughs> that can be a successful day when everything else feels like chaos sometimes, you know, like I actually sat and did some morning intentions and accomplished the three things I needed to do on my to-do list definitely by today. <laughs> the rest, wait till tomorrow. No big deal. Um, <laughs> But that's not where I started looking at success. And I think a lot of people have that where, you know, to me, success two years ago was getting to the top of my career, working a nine to five job in a corporate type of a position and working as, mil as many millions of hours as it took to make X amount, of, X amount of dollars. And, you know, like I was totally in that hustle status all the time. Like so in my masculine energy that it was like, I thought that I didn't know what it was to nurture, to be compassionate, really, um, to take care of my children in that way. Like my husband was so good at taking care of the kids and making sure there was dinner on the table and, and taking care of household, household chores. And I was more like the thing that I can do to most give to my family is work and make money. That's what I need to do. And that was my mindset. Like, hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. There has not been many times in my life that I have ever had just like one job. I've always had multiple jobs, like working like crazy, making as much money as possible. And I actually, for a long time, thought that I really, really enjoyed that. I was like, this is what I'm really good at. I'm really good at any of these jobs that I do. So I'm like really good and I'm like kind of successful and I'm making money and we can do this and we can do that. And I'm giving my kids everything they need and a lot of things that they want. And that to me was success until I hit an energetic wall and my body and my soul were like breaks. Like you can't keep doing this. This is no longer going to work for you. And you have to figure out something else because everything I tried to do that I was like, I've been doing this for 14 years in a career. Why is it not working now? Why is this not working? Like, hold up girl. You are burning yourself out. <laughs> Get to that point of burnout where you're like crying on the floor in a ball. Like, <laughs> Like, this isn't working and I don't understand. Like, what am I supposed to do? And just being able to start taking a few deep breaths again and like, okay, it's time to reevaluate because obviously yeah. this isn't the way that things are supposed to be any longer. And realizing that, you know, I, I think the thing that actually made me realize that I could be nurturing and loving in that way of, of what I pictured as being this perfect mother figure was actually starting a garden. Mm. I could never keep a plant alive before any house plants that I had, they always died. I was like so bad at remembering to water them because I was always on the go, go, go hustle mode. And I just had an urge. We bought this house. It'll be two years in December. We bought this house. And I was like, as soon as spring came around, I was like, I just had this call. Like, I need to have a garden. I need yeah. to have a garden. Never done any gardening in my life, <laughs> but it was like, I'm going to plant a garden. And I went out and bought like all these seeds and these plants. And my husband is like, are you crazy? Like, what are you spending all this money on this, on these plants for? 
you don't even know what you're doing. And I was like, I called my grandpa up. He came out. I was like, bring the tiller. Tilled up this huge <laughs> plot in my yard. I'm like, I went full out. Like it wasn't even like I started with five plants. I had like 25 plants to start with. And um, like I started that and I started doing it and I was so fulfilled in loving on these plants, watching them grow from seeds, some of them from just really small plants that I bought, but watching them grow, going outside and making sure they had enough water every day, seeing their growth. Then they started to like bloom flowers and that was really exciting. And then, you know, like starting to grow, you know, vegetables, um, peppers and squash and zucchini and like tomatoes. And I was like, so freaking excited by the smallest little growth in these plants each and every day. Mm -hmm. And after a while, I started to realize like my garden and mother earth just showed me how nurturing I can be, that it is within me, that I can love on people the same way I'm loving Mm -hmm. on these plants every single day, recognizing their growth, their strengths, Mm -hmm. their beauty and whatever it is. And it just completely shifted my mindset and about myself and about other people and about how I can love and support other people. And I can be that water and that love to help other people grow into who they're supposed to be from a small seed, just from planting a seed, you know, and it just, it completely opened me up and changed my mind and like broke a part of me open with even like playing with my own emotions and not running from them and not avoiding them and, and using them for strength. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, you know, that you do with your clients, you know, it's, it's really, kind of recognizing those shadowed parts, the issues that we're trying to, you know, throw some glitter on and make it sparkly and pretty when it's (laughs) really, you know, like my coach always says, she's like, you know, you can, you can put glitter on all of this shit, but it's still a shit. Like even with pretty glitter on it, like it's not anything better. It just might look a little bit pretty, but it's really not. Um, (laughs) But I learned all of that just from starting a garden. So how simple can we like, we can shift our mindset with such simple little things. And I just love that feeling. And I love being able to share that with people much like you do in your own business. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love that so much. And then I think the thing that we get so wrapped up with is that, especially for, I don't know about you, but a type personalities, (laughs) Yes. we think we need to do all the things and everything to move one step forward. Yes. And that's so not true. That's so not true. Yeah. It's it's the littlest things that actually take the grandest leaps because it's all on a scale of like momentum and like the whole compounding effect. Right. Yes. 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 So much. So I'm like, I just (laughs) get the chills because it's so true. Totally. It's crazy how we, how we, we don't mean, God, we don't mean to set ourselves up for failure, but that's exactly. exactly what we're doing because we're just, we were just unfortunately conditioned at a very young age, that, um, you know, whatever we saw our parents do or people close around us that we looked up to. And we just mirrored that as we got older and, you know, luckily, and I'm so grateful that we're able to be aware of that pattern and break it Yes. so that our kids don't have to have it. Exactly. That's something that I, that's a terrible gift to give your kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that I really, really enjoy about going through this journey right now. Like my kids are still small enough to see it, but they were small enough to see or big enough to see, I should say Mm -hmm. the before 
and well, it's never an after, but they've right. watched my transformation in doing this because I had my kids. I, I did all of these things for several years. I mean, they're 12 and six now. So they have watched my transformation. They've watched me work like crazy, always make sure there was money coming in that the bills were paid. They've seen me do that part. They've seen me do all of those practical, logical, like, um, you know, adult type things. Mm-hmm. But now they're watching me soften. Mm-hmm. They, our relationships are very, very different than they were. Mm-hmm. Um, they've watched me decide, like, I'm leaving a career that I spent a long time building and that I hustled through. They've watched me leave a career to walk away. Mm-hmm. And now this is the first summer that I was able to actually spend the whole summer at home. Like, they've always had to go to daycare or a babysitter or a camp or something like that. This is the first time I've been able to give this to them. And to me, it like makes my soul happy to be able to be here because my mom wasn't able to do that for me. She had to work. She was a single mother. You know, she had to work. And I don't have to be that any longer because I found a way to do it, to still bring in some money, to be able to be at home, to, to fulfill me and also fulfill some things that I didn't get to have as a child in my children. So it's, it's such a beautiful transformation and I'm so glad that they are old enough to recognize the things that are changing for me and the way that I've changed in my relationship with them and with my husband and the people around me. And I've noticed that they have started to change as well based on that. And I think it's really, really beautiful to watch it like generationally happen right in front of your eyes. Yeah. Like, here's proof that it works, people. It's proof. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's so lovely. I love that so much. And I think, you know, subconsciously, that's why so many of us get pulled in this direction of of being an entrepreneur, you know, but entrepreneur, entrepreneur, actually, like the meaning of it breaks down, you know, somebody who's willing to take risks. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that when they, when they jump in, and I think they don't realize how much they have to change to make their dream happen. Yeah. And I'm, and when I say like, cause I say, I, I say a lot of the time, like, <clears throat> and this comes from Dr. Joe Dispenza. He says to, to change your, I love him too. Love him. <laughs> I want to follow him around like a puppy. That's all I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> um, but he, you know how he says to change your um, personal reality, you have to change your personality mm-hmm. and you have to become somebody else. And I've had a bunch of clients that are just like, I'm not becoming someone else. And then I say, I really respect that, but are you happy where you are now? And the resistance around the idea of becoming someone else, like I I can feel the weight of that. I don't know about you, but I can definitely feel that. It's like, you know, we don't even have our vision, our, our, our morals and ethics and our, and our values like solid. And then someone says, you have to completely change yourself. Well, then you're so offended because you have these expectations of yourself. You don't know how to, like, it's all like, like, it's all so messy. And so when someone says, gives you the idea, the inspiration, like you have to completely change yourself with those wise words of wisdom of to change your personal reality, you have to change your personality. It's like, no, no. Oh, it's like, that's okay. You're just not ready yet. Yeah. And you'll, you'll notice as you go through your journey, whether you go through it with a coach, it, it's always faster when you go through it with a coach, obviously. Absolutely. But if you, if you go through it on your own, you're going to get down to the point of like, shit, I have to change a lot. Yes. And that's okay. Whatever, whatever, 
whatever, you know, time doesn't exist. What, however long it takes you to get to that self-realization, it's more meaningful anyway. Because you can have someone, you know, blabbing in your ear, or giving, giving you the, the, like a whole treasure trove of information. And if you're not open to receive, you ain't receiving nothing, right. you know? Right. Yeah. I love that too, because something that I know to be true as well is in order to be the person you want to be, you have to actually become that person. So right now, obviously I don't have what it is that I'm wanting because I'm not being that person who has what it is that I want. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's more about tapping into who is she, because obviously it's already within us to be that person. It's mm -hmm. becoming that person. So it's like, how does she show up on a daily basis? How does she speak to people? How does she connect and engage with other people? How does she work with her clients? How, you know, how does she feel about certain things? What are her beliefs? What is, what is her mindset? And really like tapping into that and then saying, okay, now I figured all of this out. And this is a really great journal for anybody who's listening who wants to like start this on your own. Yeah. Um, okay. Here are all the things. Here's who she is. Who, here's how she shows up online. Here's how she shows up in her business and her daily life. How do I start to embody mm -hmm. that? on a daily basis and just start with one little small thing, but start to be that person, start to show up as that person because oftentimes we're like, oh, that's a lot of change and that's a lot of things to do. Just like you were saying, there's this resistance because it's not always as simple as we'd like it to be. There's not an easy button, <laughs> but if you're willing to start to make little tiny changes, a week, two weeks goes by and now you're able to add a couple more of those traits into your daily life <laughs> and a couple more and a couple more. And before you know it, you've now become that person. You already have what it is that you want. And now you're like, now I think I want to do this and go a little bit further. And it becomes easier and easier to start to implement those things into your life. Um, but it does, it takes courage to want to know yourself in that way. It takes yeah. courage to want to be on a personal development journey. It takes courage to step outside of that comfort zone and step out of the mundane portions of your life that just are no longer fulfilling. Um, mm -hmm. and, and to question like the status quo, that's a huge thing because we all go along, you know, like we're conditioned, we're, we grew up in a certain way and we're like, oh, you know, we just continued to do this same thing because my mom did it and her mom did it. Mm -hmm. And I just never asked questions as to like, can this be done differently? That's, that's something I love so much about the work that we do. And especially with mindset is like, you have to kind of question, is this true? Is this the way I really want to continue? Is there an easier way to do this? Like, is there, you know, like, is there something else? Am, am I just stuck doing this all the time? And it's not really something that I enjoy. No, there's like, there's not one way of doing it yeah. as far as I'm concerned. There's not one way. And it's, I think that's the beauty of the world and of, you know, having that free will is you get to make the choice about yeah. what you want to do and how you want to move forward. So I totally agree. And I love, I love that, um, you know, journaling exercise. Cause I, <clears throat> I go through that with my clients too. And I also give them a meditation where, and this is actually something my mom taught me. She did a lot of meditation. Um, she called it the workshop. And so there's like a, a series of things you do and you create this workshop in your mind and you can do anything in there, you know, and it, and it comes back to a lot of like, you can go and do like mental rehearsal. You can have like a medical clinic and you can, you can have conversations with people. And so I have, um, I've been doing this one, um, for a long time, but I also shared it with my clients and it's so intense. Um, there's always crying. Yes. There's always crying. 
Um, but always in a personal development journey is they're crying. It's like, you think you're going to go through this without crying. You are fooling yourself. <laughs> I don't care how strong you think you are. <laughs> if you're crying, Oh, you're, you're getting there. You're yeah, so much closer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally. So I have them, um, you know, I teach them how to get into their workshop and all that fun stuff. And then I have them create this beautiful room. It can be whatever they want. My room, I I envision it's like uh, Florida ceiling windows and it overlooks this beautiful meadow. And there's these two beautiful chairs, like the one that you have. Uh -huh. And my ultimate self, my higher self is sitting in a chair mm. and I sit in the other chair and yes. we talk. Yes. And oh, it's like, it. that's like, oh, you. <laughs> it's so intense. And at the end of the conversation, um, depending on what we've talked about, um, yes, I'm crazy. I'm talking to myself, but that's a good thing. Okay. Um, I ask, or, um, I ask her, or she asks me, what part of me would you like today? So she's giving me one of her higher, whatever, yes. her, um, um, like a little bit more of her, her strength or a little bit more of her wisdom or a little bit more of her thick skin or resilience or whatever. Yes. Um, and then I take it give it to myself and make sure that I'm very, very aware of constantly implementing it mm -hmm. when I get out of the meditation. Yeah. So in implementing something of my higher version of myself, um, I always try and take some time as much as I would love to go and meditate 400 times and take all the things from her. It's, it's just a slow, um, enjoyable um, assimilation. Yeah. And so one of the journaling prompts that I like to do daily is like, how can I serve myself today? How can I serve my husband today? How can I serve my kids today? How can I serve my community today? And it doesn't take very long because I don't want it to, because yeah. it gets to be easy. Right. Yes. And, and I'm trying to stay away from making things so bloody complicated. So for whatever reason, um, I enjoy that and I will leave that enjoyment for other things. Yes. <laughs> they need to be complicated. Yes. But, but, but for working through my personal development, I just kind of, um, it's not really skimming the surface. It's like, cause I, I, I do personal development all day long and um, create some sort of action plan around it. But I find that those questions, those prompts are so great to start a day. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like it, it's so, it's so empowering to start start your day that way. And just one thing, how can I serve myself today? I'm going to, you know, take five minutes and I'm going to do a face mask. Like it's a, I mean, it could be superficial like that, or it could be like, I'm just going to walk to the end of the driveway and back a few times and like it, less is more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I have, I've, I've been doing a lot more intention setting for each day lately and mm -hmm. it changes everything. What I've been implementing for me is like when I'm getting up because I'm still feeling in a very like weird place between like I hustled for 14 years of my life. I got up every morning early and I just ran out the door to work and I would work, work, work. And then I'd come home and then I would have a side hustle <laughs> and work some more. And you know, breaking away from that now that I'm home and I'm mm -hmm. able to focus on my business, it's like you don't have to get up and run right to the computer, Lauren. Like you can take five minutes to take some deep breaths, 
brew a cup of hot tea, like sit down and actually really enjoy the first half hour to an hour of your day before you touch a keyboard, look at a phone, do any of those things. And so I've just really been like starting to implement that and just setting an intention for like, this is how I want today to go. And these are the couple of things that I at least want to get accomplished today. So for anyone who is completely jiving with you, Lindsay, and wants to follow you and see all the amazing things you are doing and creating in your business, how do we get in touch with you? How, like, where do you hang out most? How can we follow along with your journey? Um, well, you can follow me on Facebook and that's just Lindsay Cholak. And I also have a group that I love to go live in and give lots of great information, tools and tips. And I do like week long strategy things. And, and so it's called money making soulful entrepreneurs, or you could just email me. That's fine too. I like that as well. I like getting messages. Don't be afraid to reach out. I know a lot. I read this beautiful book by Amanda Palmer called um, The Art of Asking. And we don't ask for help enough. Yes. We don't have to do this on our own. And um, I think a lot of people, because, you know, doing the webinars and going to a free call freaks people out a lot. So they, they yeah. don't. They have a lot of shit around money. And yes. I constantly teach how to work through that because that's such a big thing when it's actually not a real thing. Um, but we make it so real and it actually, um, creates a very, um, can create illness actually, depending on yeah. how bad, you know, how internal we take it. So I like to get rid of that stuff for sure, but I have no problem with getting on a call for half an hour for free pitch free and just helping people with something yeah. like there are actually people still out there that really want to do that. And if it ends up working down the road, great that we work together long-term, but um, I don't worry about clients cause they always come, they always come to me. So I'm not, um, begging and pleading <laughs> yes. Yes. or constantly, you know, and I do believe that selling every day is very powerful. As long as there's value and goodwill behind it, then sell every day. Why not do you got to do you. And you know, if you want to make money every day, well, like attracts like, right. Right. So, um, but I'm very down for anybody who's listening, just being able to work through a few things that are just like, you can't wrap your head around. Cause sometimes, you know, the darkest place is underneath the lamp and it's really hard to see two feet in front of you. And um, so I will pull you out from underneath the lamp. I'll give you a shake and a hug and send you on your way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. <laughs> What an, awesome, what an awesome offer too. Like it's, it's, it's a little scary sounding, but it's going to be well worth it. Um, in the oh, end, yeah. it's well worth it. <laughs> Amazing. I am so happy that we connected today, that we got to have this chat. It was well worth even the fear around reaching out to people as we all tend to go through. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, you just never know what kind of a beautiful connection or a friendship or a life lesson you will get out of just stepping a little bit outside of your comfort zone, out of asking for help, like you said. And um, I think that's the really beautiful part about things like this. Are there any final words of wisdom that you want to share with the listeners before we wrap it up? Oh, always. I always have things to say. <laughs> <laughs> I would say no matter what, keep going. 
keep going, especially through the shitty days. Just do one little thing that keeps you moving forward because when you're green, you grow. When you're ripe, you rot. And yes. staying where you are and like, you know, like Joe Dispenza talks about, you know, we think 70,000 thoughts a day, 90% of our thoughts are past thoughts and the past is creating our future. How do you keep moving into the future? How do you keep moving into the unknown, which is actually going to give you what you're searching for? And that's doing little tiny things that are outside of your conditioning and your consistent routine and your yep. not so good habits. Cause we all have them, right? But it's just little, little tiny moving forward. Even if you have a month where you're just, your expectations of what you're supposed to be doing in your business, they're not, they're not where they should be. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be a victim. It's just sitting with yourself time, you know, yeah. so that you can rise and be stronger. There's no reason to beat yourself up um, in the grand scheme of, of it all. You don't have, even though I said time doesn't exist, you don't have time to beat yourself up. You just don't. It's just, that's waste. And I don't like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for all of your wisdom you. job today and for connecting. <laughs> Thank you to our listeners for sticking around and hanging out with us today. And yeah, we're going to wrap it up there. We will talk to you again soon. Bye. Sounds good. Bye. Okay, my friends, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for sticking around, for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode, if you're enjoying this podcast, please go and hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rating or a review and share it with your friends. I'll be eternally grateful to